KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. Good morning, I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Monday, August 15. How is biological age measured? More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. Kids are heading back to school this month. Schools starting this week include those in the Grosmont Union and San Dequito Union High School districts, as well as schools in San Marcos Unified, Poway Unified, Oceanside Unified, and Delmar Union's elementary schools. The school year is starting with updated COVID protocols. Last week, the CDC updated its guidance to eliminate the test-to-stay strategy after potential exposure to COVID. New season, new stadium. Starting today, Aztec football tickets go on sale for everyone. The 2022 football season home games will be played at SDSU's new stadium, the Snapdragon Stadium. Single game ticket prices range from $33 to more than $200, depending on the game and seat location. The Aztecs have seven home games this season. The season opener is on September 3rd against the University of Arizona. Tomorrow, the San Diego County Board of Supervisors will consider adopting a resolution in support of a national bill that aims to protect reproductive health data. The legislation was proposed by Congresswoman Sarah Jacobs, who represents a large portion of San Diego County. The My Body, My Data Act would require the collection of reproductive and sexual health data to be minimized and for individuals to be able to see and delete their data. It would also allow consumers to sue companies they believe violated those rules and their privacy. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. If your lifespan is the number of years you live on Earth, what is your health span? A study of accelerated aging shows that a person's biological age may be very different from what it says on their birth certificate. KPBS science and technology reporter Thomas Fudge has the story. An exercise studio with a hardwood floor is filled with senior citizens moving to R&B music. 
This is a soul dancing class taking place in La Mesa. It's one thing people do to remain fit and stay young. And while staying young may not be literally possible based on the time you've been on this earth, the idea is not so far-fetched when you consider a person's biological age, which is the state of your health, or, as it said in a UC San Diego health study, a person's epigenetic age. And then epigenetic age refers to someone's biological age. It's one way to measure biological age, but it captures the health of your tissues and cells and organ systems using the methylation marks across the genome. Purva Jane is an epidemiologist and former PhD student at UC San Diego. Her article on epigenetic age acceleration among women appeared in the journal JAMA Network Open. The methylation marks she mentions are molecules that attach to your DNA, causing some genes to be expressed and some to not be. In Purva Jane's research, those methylation markers were revealed through blood tests of about 1,800 women. UCSD professor and chief of epidemiology Andrea LaCroix was Jane's dissertation advisor. If a biomarker only matches with our chronological age, we could know that from our birth certificate. But what we're trying to find is a marker that we can easily measure in the blood that tells us whether we're aging faster or slower than our chronological age. The research found that when markers act on your DNA, they can increase the risk of disease and accelerate your biological age. Jane says that has a profound effect on how long we live and how well we live. So what we found is that for every five to eight years of epigenetic age acceleration, you had a 20 to 32 percent lower odds of living to age 90 with intact mobility and cognitive functions. Jane says those methylation markers are kind of like traffic signals for your genes. But how do they get there? In the case of accelerated aging, it could just be bad luck. But scientists say that well-known factors like lack of exercise and poor diet do influence your health. Put another way, they can determine your health span. Again, Andrea LaCroix. Many of us think about uh, growing older, and the thing we fear most isn't dying, but losing the ability to live the lives we want to live. Uh, at least in surveys in the past, that's what older adults have told us, that they don't care as much about living to be the oldest age they can be, but they care a lot about being able to do the things that they love doing for the longest period of time. And that's really what health span is. If accelerated aging can be reversed or stopped altogether, that's what some of these people are trying to do in that La Mesa exercise studio. The studio, part of Oasis San Diego, has many fitness classes for old folks. 62-year-old Pat Vorman, a retired nurse, clearly exercises here to keep her biological age as low as possible. Oh my gosh, it keeps your mind young, it keeps your heart young, just your whole body keeps, keeps you moving and it's so important for the whole, the whole picture of health. Eleanor Smith, who's 88 years old, is one of the fitness instructors at San Diego Oasis. It's not just to stay young, it's to feel good and to be able to do the things you want to do. Of course, some people have seen their health spans run out, like Andrea LaCroix's mother, who has advanced Alzheimer's disease. She can no longer get out of her chair, she can no longer speak, she can't say our names. And we can't tell if she knows us, if she knows that we're her daughters. LaCroix says every person needs to decide what their health span means to them. And that question is crucial when it comes to planning the final years of our lives. Thomas Fudge, 
KPBS News. Fentanyl seizures by law enforcement on the border continue to increase, along with deaths. Randy Grossman, the U.S. District Attorney for the Southern District of California, said 60% of the seizures are from San Diego and Imperial counties. He called it the epicenter of fentanyl trafficking in the U.S. The other statistics that were equally as impressive and and deeply concerning are not just seizures, but the deaths in in San Diego County alone. Over 800 deaths attributed to fentanyl overdoses in uh, the year 2021. Grossman says that in the last five years, prosecution cases for fentanyl increased 1,600 percent. In other border news, the number of people hospitalized after falling from the border wall is on pace to surpass last year's record. KPBS border reporter Gustavo Solis spoke with UCSD Health's head of trauma about the alarming numbers. UC San Diego Health is on pace to receive a record number of patients who fell off the border wall this year, over 300, up from last year's 270. Dr. J. Doucette says that there are so many border fall victims that they've set up a special ward in the hospital just for them. It's not getting any better. The number of border falls is continuing to be the same or a little bit higher. Doucette says that he's noticed the number of patients increase since the implementation of Title 42, a Trump-era policy that blocks asylum to most migrants. He's also noticed more severe injuries since the 17-foot-tall border wall was replaced by a 30-foot wall. The most common injury we'll see would be a a fracture of uh, the lower leg. And frequently those fractures are open. That is, the bone has come out through the skin. Um, It's a nasty kind of fracture. Gustavo Solis, KPBS News. Long COVID, a post-viral condition that can develop after a COVID infection, has been the subject of growing concern as case numbers continue to rise. iNewsource reporter Daniel Dawson spoke to people with these debilitating and disabling conditions, which experts say illustrate the long-term consequences of the pandemic. Taylor Bruni contracted COVID in March of 2020. After recovering from her acute infection, she never really felt better. Chronic fatigue and cognitive difficulties made it hard for her to do everyday things. She had to leave her job and give up her dream of becoming a doctor. Bruni is just one of millions across the country who are experiencing what is known as long COVID, a debilitating post-viral condition that can develop after a COVID infection. Right now, a lot of um, long COVID patients are learning how to grieve their past lives. People who are going through this type of loss of their bodies, their health, meaning like they can't do the same things they used to. It's a big, heavy thing to deal with. The CDC estimates that long COVID has affected nearly one in four people in California who have had a previous coronavirus infection. Doctors say that long COVID should be one of the most important reasons why people, regardless of the traditional risk factors, should continue to exercise caution, including getting vaccinated and wearing a mask. For KPBS, I'm iNewsource reporter Danielle Dawson. iNewsource is an independently funded, nonprofit partner of KPBS. Coming up, it will soon cost even more to go to Disneyland. We'll have that story and more next, just after the break.
KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, hosting an open house to learn about the upcoming classes and seminars, member benefits, and meet the volunteer leadership team, Saturday, March 30th. Registration at extendedstudies.ucsd.edu slash O-L-L-I. Disney Corporation is making up for pandemic losses by raising prices at their theme parks and for their TV streaming services. KPBS reporter Thomas Fudge has the story. As theme parks and movie theaters shut down due to COVID, Disney Corporation lost billions of dollars in profits. Miro Kopik is the founder of Bottom Line Marketing and a business commentator for KPBS. He says the company is making up for that with plans to raise prices at their theme parks and to increase the cost of their streaming services. Kopik says higher prices are also keeping pace with the rising cost of the shows they produce. Disney, Netflix, HBO have all committed over $20 billion over the next few years each on the production of content for their streaming services. As Disney prices go up, inflation nationwide has cooled down. The June inflation rate of 9.1% fell to 8.5% in July, thanks to decreases in the prices of gas and energy. Thomas Fudge, KPBS News. Princess Cruises has canceled nearly a dozen round-trip cruises in and out of San Diego. KPBS reporter Jacob Ayer says the cruise line cited labor challenges as the reason for the cancellations. Darcy Healy is an avid cruiser. She's dealt with canceled cruises due to the pandemic, but remains optimistic about her upcoming trip on the Princess Discovery out of the Port of Los Angeles in October. Even in light of the recent cancellations the company has made in San Diego. Uh, Princess has canceled, they say because of labor shortages, which I believe, I mean, because they want the money. And San Diego definitely wants them here for the money. Princess still plans 13 sailings starting later this year in San Diego. According to the Port of San Diego, it's anticipating roughly 140 cruise calls for the 2022-23 season, with ships at or near full occupancy. That's up roughly 45% higher than last season. Jacob Ayer, KPBS News. San Diego is now the first county in the nation to have accredited geriatric emergency departments in all of its eligible hospitals. KPBS reporter Jacob Ayer explains why this designation is so important. The geriatric emergency department specifically catered to seniors who may have dementia, cognitive decline, and physical conditions that make it more difficult to navigate the emergency room. UC San Diego's Jacobs Medical Center is one of the sites, and Susan Nelson was a patient. It's like, this is quite different than the regular ER. It had a smaller venue, I mean, where there's just like 18 beds, very comfy, soundproof walls. Um, the floors were non-skid. According to county officials, the GEDs have the potential to reach over 275,000 seniors, who account for roughly one-third of all ED visits in San Diego. San Diego County is now home to 18 accredited GEDs across the region. Jacob Ayer, KPBS News. Some students at San Diego State University received a special welcome back to campus Friday. They're not your typical college students, as KPBS education reporter M.G. Perez explains. 
The Osher Institute offers classes in partnership with San Diego State, which has been designated an age-friendly university, a designation given to only about 80 campuses across the country that educate the elderly. Most of the returning Osher students are retirement age, like Carol Rainey, who is 78 and a half years old. I've taken music classes, philosophy classes, literature, history, movies, just about everything. Qigong. That is a type of karate. Other classes offered range from philosophy and music to history and literature. Classes cost about $100 tuition with scholarships available. M.G. Perez, KPBS News. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great day. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego, offering the online Master of Data Science program, a blend of computer science, statistics, and domain expertise. Learn more about University of California San Diego's online Master of Data Science program at omds.ucsd.edu.